Good morning. It's Thursday, January 10th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Flu, widespread, leading a range of ills. Public goals, private interests in debt campaign, and New York nears law tightening limits on guns. In this morning's national headlines, test could spot cancers of the uterus and ovaries. National Cathedral to hold same-sex weddings, and before Aurora slaughter, suspect took self-portraits. In this morning's financial headlines, Treasury nominee is Wall Street outsider. U.S. consumer watchdog to issue mortgage rules, and AIG will not join lawsuit against the federal government. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Donald McNeil and Catherine Seeley, titled Flu Widespread, Leading a Range of Ills. It is not your imagination. More people you know are sick this winter, even people who have had flu shots. The country is in the grip of three emerging flu or flu-like epidemics. An early start to the annual flu season with an unusually aggressive virus, a surge in a new type of norovirus, and the worst whooping cough outbreak in 60 years. And these are all developing amid the normal winter highs for the many viruses that cause colds and flu symptoms. Influenza is widespread and causing local crises. On Wednesday, Boston's mayor declared a public health emergency as cases flooded hospital emergency rooms. Google's national flu trend maps, which track flu-related searches, are most solid red for the intense activity, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's weekly flu view maps, which track confirmed cases, are nearly solid brown for widespread activity. Massachusetts General Hospital started asking visitors with even mild cold symptoms to wear masks and to avoid maternity wards. Today was the first time I think I was experiencing my first pandemic, said Heidi Krim, the nursing director at Brigham and Women's Hospital, who saw both the swine flu and SARS outbreaks here. Adding to the problem, she said, many staff members were at home sick and supplies like flu test swabs were running out. Nationally, deaths and hospitalizations are still below epidemic thresholds, but experts do not expect that to remain true. Pneumonia usually shows up in national statistics only a week or two after emergency rooms report surges in cases, and deaths start rising a week or two after that, said Dr. Gregory Poland, a vaccine specialist at the Mayo Clinic. The predominant flu strain circulating is an H3N2, which typically kills more people than the H1N1 strains that usually predominate. No cases have been resistant to Tamiflu, which can ease symptoms if taken within 48 hours, and this year's flu shot is well matched to the H3N2 strain, the CDC said. Simultaneously, the country is seeing a large and early outbreak of norovirus, the cruise ship flu or stomach flu, said Dr. Aaron Hall of the CDC's viral gastroenterology branch. It includes a new strain which first appeared in Australia and is known as the Sydney 2012 variant. The classic symptoms of norovirus are explosive diarrhea and projectile vomiting, which can send infectious particles flying yards away. This month, the CDC said the United States was having its biggest outbreak of pertussis in 60 years. 
There were about 42,000 confirmed cases, the highest total since 1955. The disease is unrelated to flu but causes a hacking, constant cough, and breathlessness. The CDC and local health authorities continue to advocate getting flu shots. Although it takes up to two weeks to build immunity, we don't know if the season has peaked yet, said Dr. Joseph Brissy, Chief of Prevention in the agency's Flu Division.